are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ulysses Sombrano. Thanks for making Locked On Rays your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, at Locked On Rays. I am joined today by none other than six foot eight, long haired strikeout machine, Austin Vernon. Austin, thank you so much for taking the time. How are you doing today? For sure. Thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty good. Went to the beach a little bit today, chilled out. You know, it's our off day, so it's pretty nice. Ooh, okay. I see. Are you a surfer guy? Are you. Um Nah, um, honestly, not the biggest beach guy, but a couple of the teammates wanted to go, so I was like, oh, let's go. Okay. I don't know, something about the sand, you know, I don't like getting sandy. Yeah, I, I've never understood the whole sand. It gets everywhere, it's really uncomfortable, but the 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 ocean sounds nice, but it's the no, it sand is. that really relaxing. gets to me. Exactly, yeah. it's relaxing, it's just, I feel like it's the sand after the part, like after you get wet, and then like you gotta get through all the sand, and you're like, oh. It's a mess. It's a mess. Also, I gotta, you know, before we get to talking about baseball, now you got me on this whole beach thing. Are you a music guy during the beach, or are you more of a let's listen to the to nature? Oh, not music for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. always gotta have a speaker with me if we're going to the beach. Ooh, what what do you blast? Uh, today we just listen to country music, but I mean, I listen to just about everything for the most part. I mean, from like alternative to rap to country. So okay. I got you. Okay. Well, let's get started. Okay. So for folks that don't know, which I don't know how they would, you are the Rays minor league pitcher for the month of May. And for those that don't know the shiny numbers that you have, let's say it. 20 and a third innings pitched, 0.44 ERA, 34 strikeouts, a 0.74 whip. And the most astonishing thing for me, you face 76 batters, Austin, and you allowed zero home runs. What clicked during the month of May? Fastball command? Was it better pitch mix? Better scouting reports? More sleep? What was it? Honestly, everything was just working from the fastball to the curveball slider changeup. I mean, everything was there. Um, I could just I could throw it whenever I wanted, wherever I wanted, sort of. Uh, I mean, like as I've been working with my pitching coaches and whatnot, like in bullpens, I've had gotten like a better idea of like how to throw a pitch like a certain way. And like how to keep it in the zone and whatnot, and then take make it expand whenever I get ahead in the count and to make it maybe a pitch a little bit bigger, a little bit better. Um, but really, it's just basically getting a feel for all my pitches. I'm finally like getting comfortable with all of them. Um, you mentioned the home run thing. Now I'm on a I can't stop giving up a home run trend right now. I give one, <laughs> giving up one in every my last three outings. I've given up one run and it's been a home run every time. So. It's a regression to the mean, no, but it, it, it really astonished me when I saw that zero. Now, you talk about your pitch mix, and you mentioned the fastball, the curveball, the changeup, the slider. How would you rank those pitches for you right now? I mean, um, is there something that you feel more comfortable in? Is the slider going to be your, your, your put-away pitch? What's, what's, how do you rank them right now? I'd honestly say fastball, curveball, changeup are like on the same level. Um, they all, like, fastball can play in the, when I'm ahead in the count. Slider can play ahead in the count. Changeup can have play ahead in the count. Curveball I use every now and then. I'll be like, a, hey, yeah, I do have this pitch too. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not like one of my go-to pitches, if that makes sense. But 
those three, I feel like they sort of play at any time. Um, and that's just been one thing that's helped me more and more is like in the past, I wouldn't be willing to throw a change up to a righty or a slider to a lefty. I'd usually go like, oh, just throwing it, mixing a curveball every now and then to them. Um, but yeah, now I've gotten a better feel with all those pitches and I've got comfortable with throwing them whenever I want. Um, so I feel like that's been like the biggest thing that's helped me is being able to throw all my pitches to whether it's a righty or a lefty instead of like being limited to what side of the plate the hitter was on. Yeah, because your splits are not, you know, very big one way or the other. They're, they're, they're pretty even. Now, you talk about comfortability with those pitches. Is that Was that your biggest goal for 2022, get, get comfortable throwing all of those pitches at any count, no matter the side of, uh, of the batter? I'd say for sure, yeah, that was one of my biggest goals. I'd say also, like, just having – just command in general of, like, fastball. I mean, honestly, all my pitches, but fastball in particular because, I mean, that set, sort of sets up that bat if I can – you know, first pitch fastball, or even off speed, it doesn't matter. Like, just being able to, like, throw something over for a strike to start a hitter off. I mean, that puts me in the best possibility to get the hitter out if I'm starting them off with the, with a strike, you know, because then they're like, oh, what, are you, what is he going to throw next? And uh, then it, it's sort of like I could throw anything, you know. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and Locked On Sports listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. So use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace by going to Blue Nile. Dot com today. I mentioned you're a strikeout machine because you are. <laughs> it, it, the, the numbers are, are ridiculous. What is the mentality there when you're on, on the bump? Is it just pitch by pitch? Is it, you know, uh, I know you know what plays best with your own stuff. Like, how are you getting those uh, those whiffs from from so many batters? Uh, honestly, I just attack the hitters, honestly, and I'm just going after them um, full throttle. I mean, I just let my stuff play. Like, I know what works in certain counts. I know when I can throw what and what I should throw to certain hitters. And it's, we don't even do scouting reports, honestly. Like, I haven't seen a scouting report at all this whole year. And I'd rather wow. not. I mean, even in college, I was the same way. Like, they gave me the option to, like, have a scouting report. I never really looked at it. Um, I don't know. I just go out there and I feel like I know what works for me. And I'm going to pitch to my abilities rather than pitch to someone else's disadvantages, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, okay, like this hitter might not be able to hit a slider or, say, a curveball. The curveball's not my best pitch, but I'm going to throw a curveball to him if I know, like, that's not my best off-speed pitch, you know? I'd rather attack him with a slider or something like that, you know, which has similar movement but not as much depth. Um, so that's sort of just my mindset. I pitch it with, with what I'm – if I know – with what I know that's, like, good, I, I use that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to attack the hitter because I'm giving them my best. And if they beat me, they beat me, you know? So you're going after conviction, throwing the pitch with the biggest conviction rather than yeah. what is their weakness. Exactly. Okay. That, I mean, that, that, that makes sense. Now, do you see that at any point changing and, and you being a little bit more open to scouting reports? Or is that a just a personal thing that you've kind of carried on with you now for years? I mean, that's just like there's how it's sort of been. I mean, I'm completely open to like scout reports and whatnot. We just haven't personally had any here like uh, i mean like if we like asked i'm assuming like we definitely probably could get one or something like that on headers but i mean 
there's so much movement, people going up and down and whatnot. It's like sort of even hard to get a scouting report on the, you know, like a team or whatnot. I feel like deeper in the year, like that might can't come into play where it's like, okay, this is the fourth time they're seeing you, fifth time they're seeing you. Like, mm-hmm. let's see like what their weaknesses have been against you. And then you sort of attack the hitter with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like to an extent, like I know what works for me and I know what's on that day. So like, you know, like some one pitch could be like someone's weakness, but if that pitch isn't on for me that day and I can't throw it where I need to, then I can end up getting hurt because of that. So, I mean, I just pitch to what I know like works best for me. So you talk about what you know is best for you. What about your battery mate? What about that catcher relationship? How, do you work with one guy strictly? I know you're you're going out of the bullpen, so that really isn't basically your 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 decision or your responsibility to choose. But how is that? Um, do you have a main guy that you've you've thrown to most of the year? How is that relationship going? Um, I honestly haven't thrown to like the same guy every time. I've thrown to every catcher we've had, um, and honestly, it's just getting comfortable with them. Like you trust them. Um, as we play games, they learn what works for you and like what pitch, the way you like to like attack hitters, whether it's a righty or a lefty, like how you like to attack them early in the count and whatnot. They sort of pick up on that. Um, so I think that's very helpful too. Cause I mean, obviously with this pitch clock, like you don't have a ton of time to sit here and shake off, especially with someone on base and be like, no, I don't mm-hmm. want that. Cause then you have to step off and that's one pick off. You say so you get into another thing where you're like, Oh, I'm trying to shake off again. You have to step off again. That's two. You do it again. That's a ball. Or you, unless you pick off the runner, which at that point you cannot even be trying to pick off the runner. You're over here just trying to like figure out signs. So I think it's huge that they like really pick up quickly on like what we like to throw in certain counts. For instance, like Kenny Piper, um, we were in down east. He just got here um, and he caught me. My own, he was out with like a sickness, so he had to miss two days until we got his COVID results back. So we had one, we were like down to one catcher, and he came in and he had to catch me. And I mean. He did great, and it was the first time he had ever caught me, and he just, like, picked up quick on, like, what I like to throw. Actually, no, it was this Tuesday. My bad. Cut through Tuesday and Sunday this week, so it wasn't down east. It was here. Um, but, yeah, he just, like, picked up really quick on, like, what I like to throw in certain counts. And so, like, it got to the point where, like, I think last out, because he caught me Tuesday, and then he caught me this Sunday. And Sunday, okay. I mean, I think I shook off, like, one or two times. Like, after our first inning, he was like, hey, like, what do you like in like these situations? And I sort of told him and then like from there we were sort of cruising. And he figured it all out. But yeah. Why athletic greens is so good for you? Well, because it's literally the single best thing you can do for your body because it's a one delicious scoop of athletic greens gives you everything that you need. You put it in a cup of water and you get quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, all the good things right for your body. And then this special blend supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your whatever system that you want. That supports it. And you don't need a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So today, go to athleticgreens.com slash MLB network, and you're going to get one free year supply of immune supporting vitamins and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So all you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate nutritional insurance. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup 
the NHL Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. Bet Online, it is your continued source for all your sport wagering info, including live betting, esports, and more. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. So when things are working well, even that relationship can be very smooth. Now, uh, you mentioned two words uh, that uh, many major league fans uh, are waiting for but have not gotten to see yet, and that is the pitch clock. Can you tell race fans are listening to this what is like to be pitching with the, with it? Is it uncomfortable? Are you used to it already? Do you like it? Have you gotten into um, uh, awkward situations watching that that three, two, one, and 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 you know, talk us through that pitch clock um, situation. For sure. Uh, personally, I'm like a quick mover, so like I get the ball back, I'm back on the mound, I'm ready to go. Only thing that sucks is like every now and then you want to take a little breather. Like you can't do that. You okay. unless unless you just step off and then they count that as a pickoff. But like that's the one thing I don't like about it. Uh, I mean, personally, I don't like it that much anyway because I feel like. Yeah, it speeds up the game maybe, like, what, 20 minutes, I think it says something like that. It's, like, the average right now, which is, like, obviously pretty good compared to, like, past years, I guess, going three hours where it's, like, not, like, two hours, 45 minutes. You have some quicker games every now and then, too. Yeah. But I think for, like, all around, like, I think it, it's, like, hard because, like, I mean, you have someone on base. You have 18 seconds. Okay. You get the ball back. You say you walk around the, the mound, grab some rosin. You're down the – 14, 13 seconds by the time you get on the mound. You don't like a pitch it's called. You shake once. You're down to probably like three seconds by the time you come set. You don't want to balk, so there's a possibility you have to step off there. So I personally don't like that aspect. I don't feel like there's enough time. Um, now, whenever there's like nobody on, 14 seconds, I think that's perfectly fine. Like You get the ball, you go. You shake. The catcher doesn't have to throw down multiple signs. Like Easy going. I, I, I'm fine with the 14-second one. That one's fine. But the, I think the 18 could be, like, increased by, like, two or three more seconds just for the fact of, like, taking into account of people shaking off, you know, and whatnot, like, grabbing rosin bag, having yeah. to do that. I feel like, yeah. Is there a maximum amount of times that you can step off? Yeah, so, like, you can step off. So you have two pickoff attempts, which includes a step off. Um, <laughs> and after the, yeah, after the second one, if you do it again, you have to either pick the runner off or it's a ball. So like basically the runner has to be out or it's a ball. Yeah. Man, that's uh that's rough. Did, did it take a long time to kind of get in the groove of of, of especially with the men on base? Like that that one I, I'm with you. That that seems crazy time. Yeah, I feel like it's seconds. yeah, it's, it's sort of really that's the only one that's like pretty quick. But like I said, I mean I'm pretty good at it like I go right away, like type of pitcher. Or like some people like they like they take their time a little bit on the mound, they take a little walk around and whatnot. Now, for those guys, it's a lot harder. But for me, personally, it's not that bad. But, like, sometimes I'll get down there and I'll be like, okay, three, two, one, I got to step off right here real quick. But it's only happened, like, once or twice this year. But, yeah, I mean, I just, that's probably my least favorite thing about that one. Cool. Um, let's go back, though. Let's go in the in, on DeLorean. Let's go back in uh, into the past. And I understand that you are a younger sibling. Uh, your old, your oldest brother also played baseball, got drafted. What is one of your earliest baseball memories? I'm also a younger sibling. I used to watch my my sister play tennis all the time when I was four or five years old in her tournaments. 
is that one of your biggest introductions in, into the world of baseball? Three, four-year-olds, three uh, as a three-year-old, four-year-old, watching your brother playing in Little oh, League yeah. games? Yeah, all the time. I mean, probably since I was, like, able to walk, I was out there basically, like, watching his game. I used to be their bat boy, so, like, him growing up, he's playing, like, t-ball and whatnot. They let me be bat boy. They give me, like, a little jersey and a uniform like i'd get pants but they give me a little jersey i wear it and i was like always around it 24 7 so i mean just sort of ended up like it was in my blood at that point nice. i mean it's just always been my dream to get to where i am um and same thing with my brother it was his dream too and we just took advantage of our opportunities and yeah but like yeah i've always been around and it's just been what i love to do was it always baseball or were you a multi sport athlete i'm understanding you know obviously you're six eight well, the obvious question is why not basketball but you know obviously <laughs> there was something about baseball yeah i mean uh i played basketball too uh my mom actually played at liberty university um oh. so she played there so she threw us into basketball too whenever we were growing up so i played basketball just about all my life all the way through like middle school played my sophomore year in high school and junior year i was like i'm just going to focus on baseball and then I was like, screw it, senior year, I'm playing again. So I played basketball my senior year, too. Um, no, I love basketball, too, but baseball is just always my sport. And what's worked out for me, um, that was a sport I was good at. I played football seventh and eighth grade in middle school. Those were my first two years ever playing football. And then I played freshman year in high school. I didn't really play much. And I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Like, it wasn't my cup of tea, you know? I was, I was like, eh. yeah. I was shouting. That's. We're, we're lucky that you you said no to the helmet and the, <laughs> and the concussions. That's that's okay. Yeah, we're we're glad that happened. That. Now, was it always the guy on the mound? Were you always the pitcher, or were you you know trying to be a shortstop or uh, <laughs> you know a center fielder? What what was what, what was it like growing up and and the positions that you loved? Um, yeah, I like pitching. Um, I pitched since I was like seven years old. So I've pitched like basically my whole life. Um. My dream position was shortstop. Um, I love Derek Jeter. That was my guy. I was like, I always ah. watched him growing up, and I was like, oh, I want to be a shortstop. I want to be a shortstop. I was a bigger kid, though, my whole life, so I was just not agile enough to, <laughs> to play shortstop, you know? <laughs> so I was always on the corners, like first or third. Um, caught a little bit in middle school. Didn't really want to, but we didn't really have anybody else to catch. So they were like, hey, can you catch? I was like, sure. But um, <laughs> for the most part, yeah, just like first and third base, and then pitched and then like when i got to high school i was like oh, i don't really want to pitch anymore i rather really just play position yeah ah. and so freshman year of high school i pitched sophomore year i played varsity space all year and hit and i didn't pitch at all my then junior and senior year i pitched so and then since then that's all i've done is pitch so, okay, so you've done all this pitch. Now, you mentioned that you did catch for a little bit. Was that yeah. in any way, shape, or fun fun? Did it kind of give you a little perspective on what you do on the mound and you have kind of some respect on what your catchers go through when you, they're catching 95, 96 uh, at the top of the zone from you? Yeah, no, I definitely yeah, feel for them. I mean, I would never want to do it again, I'll tell you that. Catching is <laughs> my, like my least favorite thing. It's more so just to help out the team because we have anybody else that could catch. Because the other the other dude that was the catcher, he also pitched. So whenever he was pitching, I had to catch. So yeah, gotcha. that was sort of the thing we ran into. But it was only that was the only time I ever had to catch. So I would have to catch like maybe like once a week or something like that. But yeah, I yeah. mean it just yeah no, I wouldn't want to do it again. Um, 
wasn't that fun. You get beat up back there. It's tiring. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, was, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it again. I'll tell you that.